Friends, there's a, a little well-known church hymn named, We Turn to You, O God of Every Nation. It's not a very popular church hymn. In fact, it's not in our uh, gather book. But we would sing it a lot at the seminary, uh, when I was in seminary. And there was a lot, the last line of, of the hymn always really struck me. The last line was, Defeat our Babel with your Pentecost. Defeat our Babel with your Pentecost. So the rhyming line was, Teach us to give and not count the cost. Lord, defeat our Babel with your Pentecost. Now, if you know your early Old Testament, you know the reference there. But in case you don't, I'm sure everybody here does, but I just want to run through it a little bit. Uh, in Genesis chapter 11, you have the story of the Tower of Babel. Uh, and it's a sort of a strange story, uh, but the, the basic idea is that in the, in the highly, obviously, poetic and symbolic language of Genesis 1 to 11, uh, everyone is speaking the same language, okay, that's on earth, okay, and one day they decide, maybe a, a certain subset of them decide, we're going we're gonna to try to stand out from the rest. So they say, let's build a really high tower, kind of skyscraper in the ancient world. And that, it's, it's, they say, we want to make a name for ourselves. That's how it's phrased in, the, in Genesis 11. We want to make a name for ourselves. We want to separate ourselves off from the other groups. Let's build a really high tower as a kind of symbol of our pride and our success. So God gets word of this. And God comes down and he confuses their language. He confuses their language so they can't understand each other. And hence, uh, the ability to build a tower uh, goes away, right? When you can't even speak, well, this is how I sometimes feel when I'm speaking to like architects and engineers and construction. I feel like we're, there's a lot of babbling going on, right? A lot of gibberish that I have no idea what's happening, right? But they, they, they had to stop construction on this tower because they couldn't understand each other. Right? And so the story ends, they scatter into their own groups, the groups that speak the same language, they scatter throughout the world, and it says this place is called Babel, right? because no one can understand each other, hence where we get the term um, babbling on and so on from the Tower of, of Babel, what many of you think I do with a lot of my homilies, Babylon, <laughs> comes from this great biblical story of Genesis 11. Defeat our Babel with your Pentecost. Clearly, the Pentecost story is meant as a foil for Genesis 11. Whereas in the story of Babel, you have the confusion of languages. In the story of Pentecost in Acts 2, you have the understanding of all of these disparate languages, right? In this crazy miracle that happens. It must have been a miracle in the ears, right, of the hearing of these people. It's not that these Galileans are speaking all of these different languages, is that God, through this unique miracle of the Holy Spirit, is letting each person hear in their language what these Galileans are speaking in, right, in Aramaic or something like that, right? This they, so in, in Babel, you have the confusion of language. In Pentecost, you have the understanding of language. In Babel, you have the scatterings of the people throughout all the world because no one can understand anybody anymore. In the Pentecost account, you have the gathering in Jerusalem of people throughout the world. 
And Luke goes to great lengths to tell us from where they're all from. Jim did a great job reading all of those places, all those names. Luke wants to tell you they came from everywhere. So in Babel, you have the scattering of people. In Pentecost, at Pentecost, you have the gathering of people. At Babel, you have the desire to stand out. You have the desire to build something as a, as a symbol of one's pride, to make a name for ourselves. In the Pentecost story, you have the apostles with this incredible docility and surrender to what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Right? It's not about, on Pentecost, their strength, their aptitude with languages, their evangelical spirit. No, because they haven't done anything. Right? It's the spirit's strength, the spirit's power that allows them to do what they do. So in Babel, the focus is on human strength, and at Pentecost, the focus is on divine power. Defeat our Babel with your Pentecost. Friends, we're good at creating Babels. We are really good at Babels. Right? I, I was thinking about just like in our own hearts, the, the scattering, right? the, um, the unraveling, the disintegration that we feel um, in our families, the division, the lack of reconciliation, uh, in our in our politics, in our communities, the disintegration, the unraveling, the uh, the inability to have uh, mutual understanding, the just all of this, right? It's they're babbles, right? They're all babbles, right? And the the point of Pentecost is that the Lord wants to defeat those babbles with His Pentecost, with the outpouring of His Spirit. Right? So the scattering that we feel within ourselves, right? the, we feel scattered. Right? Paul gives voice to that in Romans. He says, you know, I, I do what I don't want to do, and the things I know I ought to do, I don't do. Right? That we feel even torn sometimes within ourselves, right? scattered, confused, disintegrated, unraveling. We feel that in our families, and again, we feel that for sure in the public conversation, in our communities, in our country, and in the world. And the Holy Spirit wants to be that binding agent, that glue. Right? That's what that's what I always think the Holy Spirit is like the glue that binds the one and the many. Right? Because uh, that's right, the great philosophical problem. The one and the many, how do they interact? Right? And our country founds it or puts it this way in, in the model, right? E pluribus unum. Out of the many one. Right? But there's a shadow side to, the, to oneness, the uniformity, right? The shadow side of, of oneness is like um, this kind of tyrannical, oppressive, uh, monolithic, homogenous thing, right? No one wants that. But there's a shadow side to the many, too, right? Which is if we're all moving in different directions, scattered, with no common purpose, no common mission, right? That's not good either. There's something that's got to bind together the one and the many, right? In the story of Pentecost, it's the Holy Spirit who takes all of these, these groups of people, these scattered people and scattered languages and brings them together into this great unity in the midst of diversity. So it's the Holy Spirit that is meant to be the glue, the binding agent 
that brings together the scattered parts of our own hearts, the scattered parts of our own families, the scattered parts of our own communities and nation. And so let's surrender like the Holy, like the apostles did on that day. Let's surrender in docility to the work of the Holy Spirit, who wants to bring about peace, reconciliation, right? Not division, right? Not disintegration. Right? The Holy Spirit wants to do this work. And so let's let's bring to the altar today the areas in our in our hearts where we feel scattered. Right here, where we feel discombobulated and scattered, moving in different directions. Let's bring to the Lord the areas in our families where we have division and where we haven't reconciled and maybe where we've played a part in the division that's there and have failed to, to do what we need to do with the help of the Holy Spirit to reconcile. Let's bring to the altar the struggles that we have in our country and in our politics and for mutual understanding and for a deeper conversation to find some unity in the midst of the great diversity that we have, let's bring all of that to the Eucharistic table, right? And ask the Holy Spirit to, to revive the spirit of that first Pentecost in us so that he can take our babbles that we give him, the babbles that humanity gives to God. He's a master at turning those into Pentecost. Right? And so let's pray today all together that that the Holy Spirit would defeat our battles with his and